The Philippine House of Representatives may pass the 2021 budget on final reading on Monday, says lawmaker Joey Salceda. Philippine Health Chief Francisco Duque asks the Senate to increase government's allocation for procurement of COVID-19 vaccines. The World Bank sees Latin America and the Caribbean suffering the worst economic and health impact from the pandemic. And the Miami Heat keep their championship hopes alive after beating the Los Angeles Lakers in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Good afternoon, I'm Rain Musni. Dateline Philippines weekend begins right now. Deliberations on the 2021 budget at the Philippine House of Representatives will resume next week. This was in accordance with the directive by President Rodrigo Duterte aimed at ensuring the timely passage of the spending bill. The move comes a day after Duterte called on lawmakers to get their act together and resolve the speakership row. The proposed 4.5 trillion peso budget includes funds for government's COVID-19 response. Ito po ay para sa October 13 hanggang October 16. Ito po ay para talakayin ang national budget. At sa kaparehong proklamasyon po ay sinertify as urgent ng ating Pangulo ang proposed 2021 budget. Congress with the Department. Worries over a reenacted budget surfaced after House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano abruptly suspended session on Tuesday, effectively terminating crucial deliberations on the spending bill. The move was seen to prevent a term-sharing deal with Congressman Lord Alan Velasco from taking effect on October 14th. Several lawmakers welcome President Duterte's call for a special session in Congress next week. Senate President Vicente Soto III is optimistic the move will put to rest fears of a reenacted budget in 2021. Senator Sonny Angara, meanwhile, hopes the House will be able to transmit the approved bill to the upper chamber before they go in recess. House Majority Leader Martin Romualdez says the lower chamber will make sure government services will not be derailed in the middle of a pandemic. The House minority hopes politics will be set aside so they can focus on the task at hand. While progressive partilist group Bayan Muna reiterates it will be on guard to make sure the budget will not be railroaded. With President Duterte certifying the 2021 spending bill as urgent, Albay Representative Joey Salceda now expects House lawmakers to pass the budget on final reading this Monday. Salceda believes the camps of Velasco and Cayetano will comply with Duterte's directive to prevent a reenacted budget in order to gain the president's trust. Salceda, meanwhile, assures the public provisions of the spending bill will be thoroughly discussed. When we approve it on second reading, we assign a certain uh, special committee called uh, a small group, of which I'm a member, with to dress out all the small other items that, uh, you know, there will be thousands of uh, small amendments, errata, addendums, you know, uh, special provisions that need to be dressed out.
Once the budget gets passed, Salcedo ex Salceda expects the House speakership route to take center stage again, but he believes it will still all depend on who the president wants to lead the lower chamber. It is inevitable, clear, clearly inevitable, that we will settle this uh, leadership struggle because it's not good for the country. If it were November 16, then his chances would have been less. Now with this, of course, it increases his, uh, his uh, well, the, the, the opening for his, for his um, um, buying for that position. It gives him, it, now it certainly gives him the chance. But of course, you can as I said, you cannot underestimate the floor abilities of the people of uh, Cayetano. Everything else, I think, uh, falls on one thing. Whom does the president want? Philippine Health Secretary Francisco Duque III seeking more budget for the procurement of COVID-19 vaccines. On Friday's Senate hearing, Duque told senators his agency will be needing 12.9 billion pesos to cover the immunization of 20 million of the poorest Filipinos. But he said only 2.5 billion pesos was included in the proposed 2019 budget. Duque explained the requested budget increase is based on the estimated 305 pesos per dose price of the vaccine. Each person must receive two doses of the drug, so the agency is allotting 610 pesos for everyone to be vaccinated. Senator Amy Marcos noted some senators are wary of increasing the health sector's budget after corruption allegations riddle the DOH and its attached agencies, particularly PhilHealth. Recruitment for participants in the clinical trials for the Japanese anti-flu drug Avigan gets the go signal from the health department. This comes as COVID-19 infections in the country near 335,000. Rafael Bosano reports. Going out with a face mask or face shield is like going out naked nowadays. Undoubtedly, Filipinos have been able to live with behavioral changes. According to a social weather station survey, 77% of Filipinos find going out for grocery risky. So is attending religious services, says another 69%. 65% say even going to work is risky. Dr. Guido David of the Okta Research says Filipinos have definitely learned over the past couple of months. Based on the data, I think compliant Filipinos and maybe maybe mga hindi sumusunod nisan, but I think minority lang yan. My guess is mga 90 to 95 percent are compliant and observe the protocols. But there are areas still considered high risk based on the high attack rates compared to the last two weeks. This is why the Okta Research Group continues to recommend strength in testing, tracing, and isolation in these areas. They're at critical levels in terms of healthcare, and I think, and we think that that is a uh, a major factor in our recommendation to revert them to a more strict quarantine. Yeah, I think it's feasible because we did it before in Cebu, and look what happened. In Cebu, we actually now consider it a low-risk area. The Philippines logged less than 3,000 new COVID infections for the fifth straight day, while over 1,000 more patients have recovered from the illness. The Philippine Health Department continues to monitor developments on COVID-19 vaccines.
meron na ho tayong six pharmaceutical companies na meron ng signed na confidentiality agreement. Therefore, we can already exchange documents no, for evaluation para maumpisahan na ang pag-aaral para masabi na ng vaccine expert panel if it is okay for us to go ahead and give the clinical trial uh, clearance for these companies. The agency also gave the go signal for the recruitment of Avigan clinical trial participants. The trial may begin as early as next week. The study aims to test if the anti-flu drug Avigan is also effective against COVID-19. Clinical trials were supposed to begin back in August, but it was delayed due to issues with paperwork. Rafael Bosano, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Health Department will be mounting a mass immunization program against measles this month after earlier warning of a possible outbreak next year. Health Undersecretary Maria Rosario Vergere notes some 2.4 million children are vulnerable for the contagious disease as the COVID-19 pandemic kept families from getting their kids vaccinated. Ang atin pong accomplishment for immunization sa ngayon po is less than 50%. Kaya nga po tayo ay nagahabol at magkakaroon tayo nitong supplemental immunization activity starting October 26 kung saan ang ating mga tauhan ano, ng local government and as well as DOH would have fixed post at magbabahay-bahay din. In other news, Philippine forces arrest a suspected female Indonesian suicide bomber and two others following a raid in a house believed to be owned by an Abu Sayyaf sub-leader in Holosulu. The Indonesian suspect was identified as Rezki Ruli. She's believed to be the daughter of the Indonesian couple who perpetrated the twin suicide bombing at the Holo Cathedral in January 2019. Authorities say Ruli was planning an attack to avenge her husband, who was also killed during an encounter with Philippine forces in August this year. A suicide vest rigged with pipe bombs and other improvised explosive devices were seized from the house. The raid is part of the Joint Task Force Lose Operations Against Foreign Terrorists, which started following the twin bombings in Holo Town last August. Philippines' top diplomat plays down the importance of global support in the South China Sea dispute. Foreign Affairs Secretary Teodoro Luxin Jr. clarifies he welcomes the recent outpouring of support from different countries for Manila's 2016 arbitral win against Beijing's sweeping claims over the South China Sea. But he asserts the Philippines can still only depend on itself and international law to address the issue. The Philippines depends on one thing only, okay, two, itself and international law, of which UNCLOS and the 2016 Arbitral Award are a part. The Philippines won the award with zero help from anybody and with great hindrance from most. It welcomes international support for the award, better late than never. But in no way does the Philippines acknowledge that support as adding an iota to the legal stature of the award. Philippine Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara orders the National Bureau of Investigation to probe Friday's deadly riot at the state penitentiary. The Corrections Bureau, or BUCOR, says violence erupted between rival gangs Sputnik and Commando in the maximum security compound of the prison. 
Nine inmates died due to the incident, while several others sustained injuries. Bucor admits prison guards do not monitor inmates on a 24-7 basis. The new Bilibid prison has a population of 18,000 inmates. The second presidential debate between U.S. President Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden is officially off. The Commission on Presidential Debates, or CPD, said it canceled the October 15 event after both bets scheduled alternate plans for the date. Its decision comes just a day after it announced that the debate would take place virtually following Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis. But Mr. Trump balked at holding the debate in that format. The CPD says it will now turn its attention to preparing for the final presidential debate, which is scheduled on October 22nd in Nashville, Tennessee. Meanwhile, Trump said he's going back to the campaign trail with his first in-person appearance set for this Saturday at the White House. He added that he's been retested for the virus, but has yet to get the results. I feel really good. I feel very strong. Right now, I'm uh, medication-free. I'm not taking any medications as of, you know, probably eight hours ago or so. Are you going to donate your own plasma, Mr. President? Well, I will. Nobody's asked me that question, actually, but I will. Uh, if that's uh, If they want me to do it, I'd love to do it. Latin America and the Caribbean will suffer the worst economic and health impact from the pandemic. That's according to the World Bank, as it forecasts a nearly 8% drop in regional GDP. In its report titled, The Cost of Staying Healthy, the World Bank pointed out the high COVID-19 mortality and infection rates in countries like Brazil, Mexico, and Peru. And yet their available resources to counter such shocks are heavily constrained. That is, economies in the region see soaring unemployment rates, a collapse of tourism, and other consequences of months under lockdown. The World Bank asserts the problem needs to be addressed through a combination of public health measures and economic management. China joins a deal backed by the World Health Organization to ensure that future COVID-19 vaccines would be distributed to developing countries. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chunying, however, gave no specific details on how much China would commit to the pledge. The country currently has at least four coronavirus vaccine candidates in the last stage of clinical trials. And while it is the biggest economy yet to join the move to control the pandemic, the United States, on the other hand, has not signed up yet with a bid. There will be Game 6 of the NBA Finals after the Miami Heat outlasted the Los Angeles Lakers 111-108. The two teams kept toe-to-toe with the Heat just having the edge in the first three quarters. The Lakers fought back in the fourth, going up by one at the six-minute mark. But a three-pointer from Duncan Robinson three minutes later put the Heat back on top. After trading shots in the final minutes, it looked like Lakers would earn their 17th championship title with a putback from Anthony Davis. But Jimmy Butler, who finished with 35 points, 12 rebounds and 11 assists, dashed their hopes with a pair of free throws. Despite the Lakers' loss, LeBron James posted a game-high 40 points, along with 13 rebounds and 7 assists. And that's Dayline Philippines Weekend. I'm Rain Musni. Thank you so much for joining us. And keep it here on ANC.